Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as writer, broadcaster, poet, lover of astronomy. <laughs> Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Alicia Sometimes. Thank you so much for having me. Alicia, it is wonderful to be speaking with you. Thank you for making time. Can I ask, in the first instance, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? It's one of those things um, you learn really early on that if you say you're a poet, people get their champagnes and kind of walk off, even <laughs> though I am obviously so proud of uh writers and poets and so forth mm -hmm. um so i just say that my name hi i'm alicia sometimes and um what do you do so i always turn it into an interview you're probably the same once you start talking to people you i i don't have that label for myself i just ask mm -hmm. a lot of questions it's, it's an excellent deflection tool, it can be sometimes, can't it, to, to go, so tell me more about you. What do you do? How do you work? What's the thing with your stuff? That's right. And when you're multitasking, I do so many different things and wear so many different hats. I don't know how to introduce myself. And one time, someone I was dating, their mum asked me for a CV because they didn't understand wow. what I was doing. Were they serious? Yeah. And got it and laughed and thought it was really funny. They weren't interviewing me they just wanted to know what the hell I was doing and didn't understand when I was explaining it actually when you, you you reflect on it your CV is I guess a pretty reasonable summation of the things that you've done isn't it that's right so she wanted to have more of a conversation piece so she looked at all the little things that you leave on your bio that you've forgotten about you know the time you read Poetry mm. to Farlap in a museum um, <laughs> or, you know, the time I crossed the Nullarbor doing poetry in all these different pubs, things like that. You, you forget you leave it on. So I understand why she wanted to have a peek. All right, we're going to have to come back to some of those things because I have just uh, fired my neurons as far <laughs> as questions to ask Alicia. I, I do have this one, though, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you get asked it all the time. Mm -hmm. Alicia, your last name isn't really sometimes, is it? It is. It is really, really? sometimes. Yep, it is. That is the best. <laughs> well, people always say, what are you the rest of the time? Um, yeah. Over it's... that joke is what you are the rest of the times. <laughs> That's right. No, it's it's one. I, it, I think the question people want to ask was it my birth name? No, mm -hmm. it is my real name. It's the name I've had for a very long time, but I did change it when I was younger, and mm -hmm. I did because I liked the sound of it. But when someone says to you, "What's your real name?" It is completely and utterly my real name, but it wasn't my birth name. So nowhere out there is there a Mr. and Mrs. sometimes <laughs> that <laughs> want to disown me. Well, that saves the next question about the lineage of your name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it does prompt this question, if, if I can ask, mm -hmm. what prompted the change from you as a, as a child? It was just one of those things I liked 
Sondheim and his music and I loved the sound of the last name and I had a really plain, normal sort of Australian name, one that I mm. wasn't um, uh, I, I wanted to disown or anything. It was just something I thought, oh, I kind of want a writery name and it wasn't from the Cure song, Charlotte Sometimes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I've since discovered out there there's a Beth sometimes and people always ask if we're related. She's another writer and I think she might have done it for the same reason. It was just one of those things I, I kind of like the sound of it and the sing-songiness of it. Please tell me you say, yes, she is my twin sister. <laughs> yes, and we're both gynecologists. Yeah, all of, sometimes. Um, that's Well, that's awesome. Did did you have concerns from uh, parentals or people in authority when you said, when you grandly announced, I want to be known as Alicia sometimes? I had just come of age, so it was up to me. My grandfather nice. was really, yeah, my grandfather was really upset because he wanted to carry the family name on. Oh. And mm. then I said, you know, what's in a name? Does it really matter? And he, mm. he agreed and so he was fine. And my parents just laughed and laughed because everything I did, they didn't take seriously <laughs> until it stuck all these years later. And now they still don't take it seriously except when they have to send you money. That's right. <laughs> they sign their <laughs> checks, yes. <laughs> well, I guess you could have told Grandad, you know, Grandad, if you want me to carry on the family name, all you have to do is change it to sometimes. That's right. Yes, exactly. They he could have been that for sure. It sounds like a your problem, Grandpa. <laughs> yes. Alicia, recently you were asked to be involved in the ABC's Ozpod um, conference. Is that the right word to describe that? Ozpod two thousand and sixteen. Yes. I know. Yeah. Dated and everything. Uh, from your perspective. I found the the panel that you're a part of and your, your involvement in that amazing and excellent and very informative. Did you feel that it was uh, a positive thing as far as there's something you're involved in? I think the whole day was quite positive. Sorry, mm -hmm. oh, do you want me to turn my ma uh, my mails on? No, we can cope. Okay. Um, I found the day quite positive and informative and the oh, Manoush Zamarodi was just oh, such so an inspiration good. and yeah, so good and so life lessons and it made me think deeper about who I was as a person and I wasn't expecting to get that from a conference and <laughs> no <laughs> and I wrote notes and um and I think most people on those panels had something really interesting to say, no matter how dry um, mm. or, you know, so many were exciting and funny. I love um, Patricia Carvelis and I love Dan Box. Mm. And so it was great to be on that panel. Um, yeah, it was just a wonderful day. And in between, I got to interview lots of people for ABC Extra. And that's it. You know, that's even better. I just love pulling people aside and like you, you know, like you're doing now and say, what are you up to? What are you doing? It's so awesome, isn't it, to hear people's stories and to hear where they're at in their progression of life. Yeah, and everyone's got such an interesting story and no matter how shy or if it's the first time that they're on radio, um, people warm up and 
they want they want to tell their story. They want to mm. g- give you a narrative of their life, and it's just sometimes it's quite non-linear. Um, mm. But I, yeah, I just find people fascinating. Totally, I'm all one hundred percent behind that. Alicia, how? What would you say is your superpower? My superpower? Yes, ma'am. Do you know it's an odd thing, and I, I will be completely honest with you. My mm-hmm. superpower is that I have extraordinarily stiff shoulders, yes. and that when people are massaging me, no matter how professional they may be in their job, they always say, oh, my God, those are the hardest shoulders I've ever touched. And they try to get the knots out and Mm. they sort of stand on me almost and get their elbows out and um, they cannot break it down. It's really funny. I can't use this superpower for good. I'm in no pain at all, but... I would say that time and time again, no one has melted my knots in my shoulders. Oh, Alicia. <laughs> and I'm not even that stressed. I don't know why. It's just, <laughs> it's just a, a shoulder thing. So that's my superpower because everything else, I, whether it's broadcasting or writing or anything, you know, I think it's the same for a lot of people you try, you fall down, you get back up again. Mm. You try, you fall, you get back up again. It, it, that There is no way that that has been completely smooth sailing or any aspect of my life has just been, yep, got that covered, that's my superpower. So it has to be my shoulders. Like they're made of adamantium or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what good I can use it for, except empathy. So I like <laughs> to give uh, people yes. shoulder massages because I understand their pain. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I mean, it, it. It sounds like it doesn't bother you. It's not a um, a painful thing per se. But to not experience the level of relaxation that comes from a really good sol- shoulder massage. <laughs> That's sad. It it is. Um, There are certain people of the population who don't like getting massages for whatever reason, and I respect that, but I don't understand it. They're weirdos. um, Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, I love every aspect of uh, relaxation and meditation and getting a massage, and I don't Mm. feel stressed at every moment. But anyway, Mm. that's what I'm going to make a cape, shoulder girl. (laughs) Look, it, maybe, maybe we could use it for good in a way in that if ever we needed to shoulder charge someone or something, let's call Alicia. That's right. I'm thinking perhaps I shouldn't be, you know, having a kick of the Aussie rules football. I should be playing the NRL. <gasps> yes. <laughs> that or just, you know, work out a way to legally drop your shoulder on some people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What was your take on the outcome of the AFL Grand Final, Alicia? Big win for the Doggies. Was it the right one? Look, I think so. I think it's a fairy tale. Um, I love Sydney and Mm. I think the lead-up, it's been such a strange year in a good way. And I think that, you know, I barrack for Hawthorne. Hawthorne have won three in a row Mm. We hogged the ball. I get it. And I get why it was good for football as well. Um, So many people I know who have zero interest in football 
started putting on the blue, white and red. They started talking about football. They looked at the bigger issues as well, whether it was the kindness of Luke Beveridge giving his medal oh. <laughs> to you. If you hadn't oh. cried on Saturday, that was the moment. That's Gosh. right. I know. And there were so many stories uh, revolving around kindness and um, just the the passion that the football community had, and especially if you're a Bulldog supporter. And I, you've got to love the pain of waiting 50-something years for yes. a grand final. So I totally get it. And it was interesting, wasn't it, that the NRL had the sort of similar story. You couldn't have written it better. to have Because otherwise it was going to be, you know, team versus team and someone's 1-1 and that sort of thing. But to have two teams who both hadn't won a premiership in 50 odd years, one who'd never won it and one who were, I'd only ever won one before. Um, it's just an amazing outcome. It's an incredible thing for story, for football, for just underdogs, you know, and I think everyone can relate to that story. So honestly, yep. people were coming out of everywhere to support uh, the Bulldogs, and if it was Hawthorne Bulldogs, I, I might have been torn as well, just oh. because you don't want um, a team like that to lose. So it was just great to see it on the day. And they seemingly had everything against them. I mean, with Bob doing his knee. Yep. Um, just, oh, man. There's so, but, so many injuries during the season. Yes. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, it really was, from the AFL's point of view, they couldn't have painted a better um, build-up to the, to the grand final. I mean, they effectively had Sydney versus the rest of Australia. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was two different states against each other as well. And Sydney's not really hated down here. Um, mm. But a Sydney versus Western uh, GWS, sorry, the... Sydney versus GWS would have been an interesting match. I wouldn't have yeah. hated it that much, but um, people said it would have induced migraines. And now it's a funny story, and maybe it has something to do with my shoulders, I don't know, but grand final day, I was in the dark in my room because I had a migraine. Oh, no. Yeah, so I came in and out of consciousness watching the game. I don't get them very often at all, um, but... Matthew McConaughey came out of my consciousness somehow and he started talking mm. to me. Oh, this is excellent, yes. And, you know, all right, all right, all right. And so it was a mixture of reality and then I just thought I dreamed that the Bulldogs had won because he was telling me that they'd won. Wow. But I was completely and utterly in pain and for those who know what migraines are like, um, it was just this unreality and I didn't know if they'd won until later that, that night when I had some consciousness a weird way wow. to watch a grand final <laughs> well dude I'm sorry to hear that you had a migraine they're never good but Matthew McConaughey was at your place yeah in my head look that's closer than he's been to my place <laughs> But it, it felt real. I was, I was almost. It was like night sweats, but it was in the day. I heard bits of the first quarter. There was something to do with Sting, and then Matthew McConaughey was there, and then all of a sudden it's the last quarter, and I'm, and no one was in the house. No one was looking after me. In fact, the only love I got that day 
was I had to call uh, get on get online, and that was even hard, and call a pizza man, not because I wanted a pizza, but because I just wanted to connect with someone. <laughs> yes. And I got this. Uh, and, and, and caffeine, so um, mm-hmm. the Coca-Cola was not something I normally have, but it was great to have some caffeine and that's all I had. But I almost hugged him. He just thought I was strange. <laughs> I'm sure that, I mean, people have weird stories in their lives from all sorts of things, but I'm I'm sure that Pizza Delivery Man had way weirder things happen to him that night. <laughs> I think you're right. I think there would be this complete zeitgeist thing going on where everyone was behaving strangely and all I did hear from the streets were cheers and it was interesting when I was in Sydney I was trying to explain to someone who'd never seen an AFL game that grand final day you can basically drive anywhere and not see a car and that barbecues are mandatory yeah and you are at someone's barbecue or you're at the game there is no two ways about it and the streets are dead and all I heard when the siren went, besides Matthew McConaughey, was just screaming all throughout the street. <laughs> so that was odd. So the pizza man would have got a bit of that, I reckon. Oh, and drunk aftermath of that. Yeah, that's right. Really need a pizza. Ew, um, doggies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, what for you is a source of strength? I think that for me... Strength comes from other people and mm. from myself. But it, it's one of those things um, I, I also find practice of my craft. So whether I'm writing or whether I'm playing a guitar or anything, just practicing is something that gives me strength. Also, just talking to other people and relating to other people, that gives me a strength as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Walking my Jack Russell scooter gives me strength because he does not understand walk pace. He understands, oh, my God, there's a rabbit at the end of the road, I think, pace. So, he keeps me strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the typical Jack Russell on-off thing, isn't it? Yeah, they're just like, oh, my God, there's something to be attacked. Where, 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 where? They're like meerkats. They're just always on the lookout for something. Yes. Actually, how good would it be to have a pet meerkat? I would love that. I, I, you, have not, you could not bring up anything more joyful for me. It would have to be a small family, though, because they are a community animal, aren't they? That's right. And it's probably not kind keeping them at your house. But if it was, that would be amazing. That or a bunch of otters. Yes, because they will cuddle up in the water and things. They cuddle up in the water, but I've seen many a documentary, especially with females, where they can get close to a human and then they start attacking any other human. Oh, so it's your own personal, like, lane swimming protector. That's right. Yeah, they get really vicious. This is our lane. Get out. Yep. (laughs) They're cuddly things, you know. They, They seem cuddly. Mm. But look, so do koalas. and Yeah, mm, koalas just sit there and get high. Um, but, I mean, otters are like, they're like water-based cats. Yeah, I'd say water-based dogs. 
because oh you reckon well they seem playful and they have been shown to just do things because it's fun i think cats have always got an agenda i don't think cats ever <laughs> wake up and say oh, look cool my my calendar's clear i'm going to go out and have some fun i reckon you see dogs throwing balls to themselves or scratching their balls you know just something for fun i think cats don't don't see they seem to relax but they don't seem to have a lot of fun maybe i've got the wrong cats no i don't i think i I, there's certainly i mean if we start to compare breeds within the genus um there are lots of cats that you look at them and go yeah you are working out how to kill me in my sleep um whereas dogs generally the only way they would kill you would be accidentally and with love yeah that's right that's a book Accidentally killed by a dog. Oh, it would have to be. A life, a life well lived. It's a, it's a biography. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, in, in that way, Alicia, the, the stuff that you do connects you with people and, and, and the opportunity to have a lot of different communities that you interact with mm-hmm. um, contextually. Is there one that you favour over others or prefer? No, I wouldn't say so, um, and that can be a, a problem just career-wise because I keep getting excited by so many things. I'm really mm. incredibly passionate about science education, and I'm not a scientist, but I love yes. <laughs> science and art. So I, every spare moment, that's what I'm thinking about and breathing and um, creatively tackling and and also just I read so much non-fiction about it and talk to scientists and I just I'm I'm just incredibly passionate that science is a huge thing that everybody should look at and and be aware of and support and fund and all those things yes and then I'll be talking footy with the Outer Sanctum crew and just belly laughs, stitches and the intelligence and wit of those girls and um, people surrounding it. And and I'm so happy and I'm at the footy screaming and I love it. And then I'm with a bunch of writers and just the the intellectual stimulation there or the humour and the kindness of the writers. And then you just – so I just – I can't pick. And and that's a good thing, I think. I've come to realise that I just like too many things. Well, that's good. I'm not making you choose. No. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> you haven't got a gun to my head and saying, okay. But no, it's it, it's one of those things that I think you, career-wise too, you can suffer because I'm not focusing on one particular thing at the moment. I like too many things and everything's like, oh, it's shiny. It's great. <laughs> but I genuinely have a passion for a lot of, a lot of different arenas. What's the most exciting or dangerous thing you've ever done? Wow. I mean, exciting is just, it, you know, off the top of my head is just talking to someone incredibly intelligent. So I met Neil deGrasse Tyson once and just wow. <laughs> yeah, and just lost it and said, oh, I'm a poet. And I had this <laughs> necklace that said poet and he goes, I can see that. And yeah, it was just incredibly wonderful and fun and I got to interview Brian Green and Sean Carroll and talk to them about 
particle physics and talking mm. to Katie Mack about dark matter and those things really, really excite me. I'm off to CERN in a couple of weeks to the Large Hadron Collider mm. and I'm hoping that if we were to talk in a few weeks that would be the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me and I'm going around to saying to my friends, I'm going to see the Large Hadron Collider but no one is excited as I am at that moment. Um, they're like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It is mm-hmm. so exciting. But the most Well, clearly they don't. Yeah, well, they they get it, but I I can't stop smiling about it. I'm I'm just so excited. And yeah, so t- to- talking to Amazing people excites me. And that's why I love radio. Like I genuinely just love talking to interesting people. Um, But dangerous, you know, I bungee jumped, but it was off a crane. So that doesn't really count, you know. I've seen people Mm. bungee jump off, um, you know, into beautiful canyons in New Zealand and things like that. And I just jumped off a crane at SeaWorld or something. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dangerous. I love the way you're talking that down. I just jumped off a crane at SeaWorld or whatever. <laughs> I love heights. That's one thing I absolutely passionately love is heights. But um, dangerous, the most dangerous thing I ever do is just put myself out there. And sometimes I really, really fall on my face. I've certainly stood in front of a mic. I don't know if you've had this experience and just gone blank. Mm. And I say yes to things all the time just because it scares me. I think a lot of people do that, you know. Um, I, I'm re- I think I'm more afraid of not trying and, and not having these great experiences. So I say yes to too much. Well, it's better than saying no because it scares you. Yeah, but then when you're up there and you say, <coughs> I carried a watermelon, you know, people you got to sometimes rethink your choices. I think sometimes I've said yes to things I shouldn't have, but mostly it's worked out and it's fine. That would have gone down really well at the annual Watermelon Growers Conference, though. That's right, all the annual Dirty Dancing Recite Lines conference. (laughs) Yes. Gosh. What television has your attention at the moment, Alicia? Gosh, that's hard. Because I'm in the, I'm been in a, a period of a couple of months of creating and making mm-hmm. things. Um, so you know, I'm I've I've been a big fan of the West Wing or Deadwood or Breaking mm-hmm. Bad or Better Call Saul, and I get into those things, and you know, I live it and breathe it. I think. Another time I had a migraine, I watched three seasons in about 24 hours of Alias and I thought yes. I was a spy. I really <laughs> did. Um, yes. I thought I could be Jennifer Garner's Sydney. I really did. Um, so at the moment, um, I've just seen the latest season of House of Cards that I've enjoyed. I love the the horrible world of politics that's in and the latest season of Veep. Um, yes. I just saw the Kettering incident and I love Australian TV at the moment. It's incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's me and TV. How did you feel about the end of 
what we hope is season one, not the finale of, but the end of the Kettering incident. Yeah, it, it kind of, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's, it's one of those things that leaves you up. It's like the night manager. I saw that. And again, mm. you're hoping that it was just a finale. Um, and, but it, it raises more questions than it answers. And I think I'd lo- what I'd love to see is that true miniseries where we're only seeing five episodes of something. Yep. Because what happens is you think it's a five-episode thing and you get to the end and it's like, wait till next year and it's 12 months later. Yeah. Like a finite story is still important to, to be told. You're right. And I think we're, we're lucky we're getting that at the moment with uh, Deepwater on SBS, which is an intentionally four-part story, start to finish, done. And it being written and, and delivered like that gives us all of those good temporary hooks. We can get in and invest and watch it and come out of the end and go, that was a good story and not go, I wonder what's going to happen in, in a year's time. Well, that's exciting me because I've taped that, but I've not watched it. So I'm looking forward to that. I didn't know that that was the the premise around it, that it was just the four. So I'm excited. It's a good thing to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, Australian TV at the moment, the code... I loved, yep. um, and but even surprisingly, Australian Survivor has had my attention. Yes, that's not surprising. It's good. It is good. Yeah. And I the d- tough thing is, with the new season of American Survivor kicking on Thursday nights now, because we're essentially only getting an episode a week, you know, the, the way it was originally done and delivered, it's easy to then look at it and look at the Australian and go, yeah, we are kind of being a little bit overfed that. Yeah, I kind of like that it's been three episodes or whatever in one go and instead of 39 days or something, it's been – they're at 55 or something. But anyway, I've not usually been a huge fan of Survivor, but I think this Australian one has my interest. Mm-hmm. Have you caught any of the other – new commercial drama series in either The Wrong Girl, Dr. Dr. Hide and Seek or The Secret Daughter? I have to admit, no. No. Two of those don't rush. Okay. The other two, I would say yes, but they don't have to be priority stuff, right? You'll be able to catch up on them. I look forward to watching more TV in my in my life. I've been avoiding it for a bit. Because of this creative phase? Yeah, um, I've just been caught up in making things and reading. I do book reviews as well. So Mm. I'm in two book clubs and they both happen to be on the ABC, which is fun. And so I am always involved. If I've got a spare moment, I'm either reading, writing or making something. So, But having said that, I love TV. I just haven't seen enough of it. It's all right, I'm making up for you, Alicia. Oh, thank you. When you're ready to catch up, I'll hand some over. <laughs> I love that. But isn't it great? It's like the new novel or newsletter that you can talk to someone and say, well, this is great TV series. Mm. And I think it holds as just, just as much weight as a great book. Yes. Th- th- to the same end, there's lots of really dross TV, just as there is many dross books. Oh, so true. I don't... I mean, those housewives... <laughs> things 
Well, the, the housewives are a whole other thing. See now, and I'm going to share with you something that, that hopefully you will judge me fairly harshly for. Um, I'm not a fan of the like housewives of Orange County or Beverly Hills or any of that sort of stuff. I just watched it and went, you people are horrible and I have no touch points with you and you're horrible. Um, but then I watched the real housewives of Melbourne, uh, and became addicted, but only to the ones South of the equator. (laughs) Um, it's so funny. You should say that there is zero judgment from me to people, uh, who watch that or, um, enjoy that. My, and I've seen an episode or two and I've Mm. laughed my head off and some of the best lines I've ever heard in my life have come from that show. They make no sense. They're dramatic Mm. and it's a flair for the ridiculous. And I, I respect that. And I guess it's a game of editing and that, but I just am tired of TV that shows women, fighting with each other mm-hmm. and I think it, that's a huge thing and that sort of tipped me to not watch those shows but I get it and I get that it's they've edited it so it's really funny it's a narrative they're almost caricatures and I, and, and if I saw it for just that I, I absolutely would watch it but I'm just sick of TV that makes out women to be these catty horrible fighting machines I'm just sick of it I can totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but I get the humour. There's so much humour. Yes. Yes, there is. And some amazing moments, to, to be fair. For example, just recently on The Real Housewives of Auckland, one of the ladies, in passing and as a very, very poor taste joke, referred to the only dark-skinned, she's of Af- African extraction, uh, woman as uh, the boat N-word. And there went the rest of the episode. Yeah, and look, that's just horrific. And yes, and I have many friends who like that show too. I, I haven't seen that one, but it's and, and maybe it's indicative of people who we kind of not look down on, but feel some empathy or pity for because it's so ignorant it's so horrible um Mm. and perhaps we want to just give them a cuddle and say look let's let's show you a way of actually respecting other people but yeah it's so mean there's so many mean moments yes so let's not dwell on them right now but i'm i'm happy that you're watching these shows (laughs) Thank you. I don't need your pity. I get enough from my wife. <laughs> does she watch them with you? Sorry. Uh, she does not. She has zero time for them. I have found a kindred spirit in a, a, a friend who is very into them. Uh, and so she and I now put out a weekly podcast reflecting on what happened on each episode. <gasps> really? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll we have opinions. you out. Oh, yeah, no, I know. My, you know, th- this sounds funny. Some of my best friends love <laughs> the Real Housewives of whatever's. Mm. My closest friends love these shows. So it has to have some appeal because these are very intelligent, strong women. But I am now going to listen to your podcast talking about it just because I think I'd get more out of that than watching people be mean to each other. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you. I look forward to your, your feedback. 
Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to hang up from this and do it straight away. I'll point you in the direction. Alicia, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Like that question fills me with, you know, my skin, I'm sweaty, I'm, my shoulders tightening. Um, (coughs) Look, I I hope so much. I'm writing a show at the moment on Mm. particle physics and art that hopefully will be made because it involves a lot of other people and I'm trying to get some funding for that. But at, at its core, I, it, I will create something that is arty and particle physics-y. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited uh, about working on the Outer Sanctum again and warming up for the beginning of the Women's League in February. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so many writing projects, too, too numerous to mention. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited i'm off to the uk to the bloomsbury festival to perform and i will obviously be giddy when i come back from uh, the large hadron collider get your higgs boson on (laughs) i want a t-shirt with that on that'd be great (laughs) it would be so great i went to the large hadron collider and all i got was this lousy (laughs) t-shirt i bet you they have something like that (laughs) i'm gonna leave room in my luggage it would be a huge missed opportunity if they didn't. Yeah, I'm, 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 I want one with the equation, uh, with any equation yes. actually, but the, the, the one that looks at the universe um, with quantum theory and the theory of relativity. I want that on my T-shirt. See, I, I would say, Alicia, though, given that I've had the privilege of being able to see you in real life and you haven't seen me, um, that your reasonably petite figure wouldn't be able to have a shirt big enough to have it all on there other than in very small print. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that my boobs would make the the, um, <laughs> the equation go around the side. Uh, it's actually not the biggest equation. Um, it's it's quite big but not that big. It can. It, I've seen it on T-shirts, so I, I will get one. I will show you. Like as as uh, the nerd that I am, right? I studied chemistry at university, so did you? I did. It's a bit of a sad thing. Um, I, like exciting. I'm all for seeing seeing equations in real life and popping up. Like I love um, a, a friend of mine runs uh, a, a bus that goes around to events and he serves coffee, and his logo is the caffeine um, chemical symbol, like the the little right the thing. Uh, and I thought that's just really smart. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I think we need to see more of those things in our lives everywhere. I, I think that's fantastic. And I wish I had had done chemistry myself. I got to year 11 science and was told that perhaps I shouldn't follow it. So I never did. So I never did chemistry or physics or anything like that. So if I can be wear an equation close to my heart, that'll, that'll be fun. It would be very excellent. Hey, Alicia. Yes. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so worried about being too honest, but Don't thank you. Be. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. 
It's been wonderful to speak with you. Now, you are a person who has wanted to tweet. Are there other social accounts you would want people to know about? Oh, my gosh. There are so many. Um, there are a lot of great female scientists that are awesome to follow. I mean, a lot of people know at Astro Katie, which is Katie mm. Mack. Um, Dr. Alice Gorman is a space archaeologist and she's at Dr. Space Junk. There is so... Oh, you know, there's so many. There's a world out there and people who don't follow anyone or um, who've only got a few people that they follow are under under utilising the wealth that's out there. So that that's two to start with. How can people find your podcast? The easiest way is if you just put in your search engine Outer Sanctum. And um, you will not now. I think now we've overtaken the band out of Sanctum. <laughs> so <laughs> listen to their tracks. Um, and you can find us, and it's obviously free on iTunes and SoundCloud and so forth. Excellent. Well, that, that's, it's been a lovely opportunity to chat with you, Alicia. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I'm, I'm honoured to be asked. This has been Humans at Twitter, and I can confirm that at Alicia Sometimes is indeed